Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. You guys ready for the word this morning? You guys ready for some revelation this morning? Didn't they do a good job? Give them a hand. Praise you. Thank you guys. Thank you, Tony. You guys did a wonderful job. Thank you guys. Well, hallelujah. I'm excited to be here with y'all today. Kind of glad Morgan's not here to judge me. But she's at home, you know, the eye in the sky, always watching. So she's watching from the couch this morning. She's doing good. She, man, it's funny, you know, when you have to take care of somebody. <clears throat> you know, it's just funny. Uh, you know, and she's got real comfortable with uh, telling me what to do. You know, go do this, go do that, you know. And uh, it, it's been fun. I, I, I know you're used to it. Uh, go do this, go do that. You know, but, uh, but she's doing wonderful. She's doing great. She's healing up good. It went great, uh, but she's just a champ with it. Well, you guys may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. She's, uh, it's been fun. Um, you know, like, I wonder if she's really, like, as not capable as she says or if she's just really taking advantage of me, which I, I told her, I said, it's okay. You know, whatever you need, uh, I agreed. We're going to help you out here, you know. So, you know, because sometimes she comes lively when food comes around. You know, she really, it gets, it gets going, you know. She likes food. She's a food person. So when food shows up, boy, she comes alive, you know. And uh, everybody's been making us food. My gosh, I haven't had that much food in my house since I can remember. I mean, they're making everything. I mean, they got beans and rice, Mexican food. I mean, Aditi's made some. Uh, Brianna's made some. Uh, uh, Harry and uh, Josh, uh, he made some bison, and he brought potatoes and all kinds of stuff. And, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to do with all the food. I, I, I was last night putting on the fridge. I'm like, my God, where did I put all this food? I never had this much food in my house before. You know, we're usually doing cereal and sandwiches, and we usually make food. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's usually how, how we do it. And Morgan makes some food, you know. Uh, and, uh, but, man, there's a lot of food. Um, I told him, hey, y- y- y'all got to hang out for a little bit because I-, I need to eat what I got. You know, this is just too much. So are y'all at church th- this morning? Are y'all awake this morning? I'm awake. I'm glad to be here with y'all. Just... You know, I, I, w- I, I was meditating on what to preach, and it, it's just funny because I, I didn't get clarity completely, so uh, we're kind of just rolling today. We're going to preach about everything today, <laughs> so if that sounds good with y'all. But one thing I've had that the Lord's been kind of dealing with me is, um, is today I want to, 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 to minister a little bit on maybe finances and kind of where we've been in the past and where we're going. Yeah. Um, because as a church, we're, we function as a group. I think we would say that. You know, we're all going to the same place, yeah. right? We all have the same vision. And I want to minister today on that a little bit. So do you have your Bibles? I want you to turn to uh, John 2.1. John 2.1. I want to minister today, um, you know, it was almost a year ago, to, um, I don't remember, but it's been almost a year, and I remember I was preaching at the first of the year, and I told everybody here, I said, um, I can tell that, this, that we're about to break through something, if you guys me- remember that, and I said, it's like a membrane. That, that's kind of holding, you've seen like water coming through a, a ceiling, but, but the paint is holding the water up, yeah. and it's like in a bubble, yeah. and it has to be popped. Yeah. Or like the top of, of a pill bottle, you know them, them protective things that put on a pill bottle? I know men, I don't have long nails, but it's kind of hard for me to break that, that thing. Yeah. Maybe women, they can pop through it quick, but sometimes I have to really dig through it and push, and once I do, it's broken. And I told y'all, I said, it seems like we're about to break through something. And we got in a service, and and we broke it in the spirit. And and in the natural, it looked like we were never fit, like this church couldn't pay this building off financially. I mean, it just just looked like that in all ways naturally. 
I mean, we had a little bit coming in more a month. It wasn't a whole lot. You know, I mean, by that projection, it was going to take us another 15 years. It was going slow. And I thought, man, you know, but, you know, but I, I really believed we were in a new, a new place. Yeah. <clears throat> and we know uh, as time went on and uh, we know by the end of the year, this place was completely paid off. Yeah. Really, supernaturally. It couldn't have been done. Uh, I mean, we couldn't have sold enough Twinkies and berries and whatever else to pay the place off, you know. Um, and God did something. And, but I, I, I could feel it in my spirit that we were doing something. Some, like, we were going to a place this church has never been before. And I feel like at this new year, we're, we're at that same, that same place again. We're about, we're about to th- threshold another level of a place we've never been before. One thing about this church, if I can say it this way, it's been a hidden church. It's been placed away for a time and a place. And it, it was like no matter what you did, you couldn't break that barrier because it wasn't time. And I think we can all feel something has changed. Maybe we haven't for you or not. But things have changed in the atmosphere of this church where it hasn't been like it was before. Things are different. So I kind of want to share vision today, and I kind of want to give y'all a new perspective on your own vision. Because I believe it's very important to keep vision. Because vision can be lost. As you get older, things start to become more blurry about maybe something you wanted to accomplish in your life, maybe take, you know, start a business, etc. And financial hardship causes there to be a loss of vision. And I think we would all say that because of whatever. And so today I want to talk a little bit about many things, but one thing I, I, I want to look at, I, I want to look at what does Jesus say about, I guess we can say excess or living on top or having enough. How about that? Yeah. Having enough in life. We're going to a place of a financial place in this church that we, we've never been before because of what the ministry is demanding. You can't grow a business if you don't have the finances to grow it, to, to excel with it. Is that true? I mean, you have to go with it. And so it takes money. Everybody knows when you wake up in the morning, it takes money. When you walk out your door, it takes money. We know the world revolves around money. Everything's gone up, if you haven't noticed. Food's gone up. Electric bills have gone up. My electric bill has doubled in the last two years. What? What happened? Like, what happened? Everything's become more expensive, if you guys haven't noticed. Homes are crazy. I mean, the interest rates are crazy. I'm just talking here. But I'm saying is, when this happens... It means that we need to get into a spiritual place for ourselves that God can work a miracle in our life. Because naturally, it could never happen. Is that true? Some of you are looking for homes, but in your natural consumption, it's not possible. It's just not. Uh, The numbers don't add up. But that's what the miracle power of God does. It breaks barriers that have never um, that, that you would never be able to do naturally. And I know when you don't have what you need in life, it's very frustrating. It's very hard when the bills are rising, but your income isn't rising. And what happens is you have to either start selling drugs <laughs> or start thieving or do something to, to, to compensate for that. In the, in the natural, right? I mean, something's got to go. <laughs> or you just keep going into debt. But there's a place that Jesus has set and God has set for us that we walk in a financial place by the Spirit. And today I want to give you an example. This is what the Lord gave to me. Um, I was just meditating. And I don't have a lot of clarity, so let's just kind of go with it. Um, but John... 2-1 here. Are you all there? And here we know this story. This is about Jesus, and we know about the wine. Okay? 
And it says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they had ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, that's how, that's how you're supposed to talk to women. You call them woman. <laughs> woman? Is that? Yeah, Jesus did it, and I did it. I tell my, my wife, woman, come make me dinner. Yeah, I got a holy hush from the women. They're like, hey, Brother Stephen, you're pushing it. What does your concern have with me for my hour has not come? And his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, what do you do? You do it. You do it. And we know now in verse 7, and Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to what? The brim. And he said to them, now draw some out now and take it to the master of the, of the feast. Now what I want to look at here is Jesus performed a miracle on what we would call enjoyment. This isn't a beneficial miracle to healing, but for enjoyment. Is that true? That people could enjoy what they were doing. So he, he goes here and says, I'm doing a miracle for you just for the sole purpose of your enjoyment. In that same healing power, talking about healing, he's turned it now to be for enjoyment. So what I want to tell you today, the same way you talk about healing, we have to put it to our finances. Because if he's going to do this for a party, in turn, now let me say this. We know the process of wine. I don't know what kind of wine this is, but any wine, any type of grape drink, let's just take, has to be processed. It has to be grown. It has to be put into a place Barrels, cellars, whatever. We know it's a process. You can't take it straight off the vine and have it. What Jesus has done here has taken something that would have took this long and did it in a moment. Think about that for a second. So the process of doing it naturally has now been removed. And he's done it by faith and it's now become instant. And the, the master of the, of the feast said, here, um, where does he, he say? It? He says, he basically is saying down in verse 10, he said to them, every man that beginning at the good wine, but when the guests have well drunk in, in the, and he says, you have kept the good wine until now. So not only is it good, it's the best. It's the best you save for later. So what I want to emphasize to you today is something that looks in the natural that it can take a long time with a long process of work and a long process of, of waiting by faith can be done in a moment. And this year, I really feel in my spirit that there is something new happening amongst this congregation this congregation because there is not because the world's projection of what's happening financially can get on us but by faith we can remove that mountain and turn it to make it instant so when people say that Jesus isn't about luxury that's a lie because this right here is luxury. This is, water is bland. But when you have some grape drink, it's a little bit nicer. Amen. I'm not talking about wine. I don't drink and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is, it's nice to have some flavor. Is that true? You know, the British like bland food. And uh, Mexicans like Mexican food, a little bit of flavor. People from Louisiana, they like a little bit of other flavor. People really don't like bland food, except the British. <laughs> the Texans like Texas food, right? We all ha ha have our stuff. 
But I want to minister today a little bit on kind of projection. I want you to aim yourself for this next year. Because we're coming to a place where it's time for us to start living in another financial dimension. But you can't do it without vision. And you can't do it without faith. Because right now the world's looking like one way. I was looking at home, uh, just homes. I couldn't believe it. How much they're, they're going for. A track house is going what it would cost for a beautiful home uh, eight Eight years ago, it's just crazy. And I thought, man, it makes you lose vision about this is even doable. So what you have to do is get rid of the physical vision and put it on faith's vision. And faith can do it instantly. Amen. So I want to minister a little bit about that today. I'm not gonna take a long time, so don't get nervous. But this is a little bit more different than what I usually, I, what I usually do. One thing um, about vision, it, it's so important because there's times when if, if you lose vision, you, you don't have clarity and you don't know what you're doing. And poverty consumes vision. One thing after, you know, basically all my living growing up life, the church, we had some level of financial hardship here at the church. You know, I'm not being, I'm just talking here. And what it did is my dad would come in and say, hey, uh, I'm laying everybody off because they ain't got no money. So y'all go do what you need to do. And uh, this is the way it is. We don't have money. Okay. But we're believing for something to change, you know, by faith. Okay, well, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go to work anyways. I mean, I'll work for free, I guess. What, like, what else am I going to do? I mean, I work for you. I can't go get another job in two weeks. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just come to work, you know. And then my dad goes and dies, and then we're like, oh, great. What do we do now? <laughs> like, like, you know, it's just like, well, what do I do now? Like, what's the vision now? And, and it, 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 what it did, it didn't strengthen my vision for things getting better, right? If your spouse dies and is the breadwinner, you go, well, this really doesn't work for uh, vision, does it? But my mom continued the vision. And after, it's been, what, 10 years since he died something? And during that time, uh, it wasn't easy. I mean, it's hard to come in to church and say, hey, I need to fix this. And they go, we don't have the money. And it makes you frustrated. And you go, well, what are we believing for then? What's going on here? And it starts to break down vision. I remember I had to fix the pub. We needed like $3,000. It's not a crazy amount of money, just $3,000. I go into Francine, hey, I need like $3,000 to get this stuff fixed. And she said, let me call you mom. I said, okay. And it comes back, we're $55,000 behind. I said, hold on for a minute. What's going on here? I thought this is supposed to be a place, you know. And what it does, it's frustrating when you don't have enough. Because you can't do anything. You can only keep things, you know, a, a certain way. It's hard, and it makes it frustrating, and it lives on you. It's a spirit that gets on top of you. And you start to lose vision of what your faith can actually do. So during that time, I become very frustrated. You know, just, not with healing. I get healing, but finances, I just, I, I just kind of wasn't clear. I'm, I'm just talking here. Are y'all listening. And I started to get very frustrated. And I told my wife, I said, I can tell I'm losing vision because I can't see anymore. I can't, see, I, I can't see the other side no more because there's nothing but every day some kind of struggle financially where you have to constantly shuffle things and make stuff work. I don't mind doing that. I get that. There's times where you have to do that. But I said, I'm, I, I, I don't know what to do because I'm losing vision and I don't want to and I'm getting older and it's dangerous as you get older 
because you just, it gets worse and worse. And I told my wife, and so this went on for a little bit, and I went to my mom and I said, I just want to, you know, I'm, I, me, me and my mom don't talk a lot, like, about per, personal stuff. It's so funny. And my dad, I would go to I'd talk to him. You know, I'd really struggling with something. And he, oh, I don't know, son. Just believe God. You know, I just, just, and then Pastor Michael comes and said, your dad would sit down with me and hold my hand and impart to me for hours. I said, he didn't do that to me. He would be and, and, and just sit at the table and cry with me and impart to me. And I said, what? Who, who is this man? What did I get? <laughs> I don't know, Stephen. Just believe God. Okay. All right, fine. So it's just funny how he got a whole different scope of my dad. I didn't get that. But I went to my mom and I said, I, and this is about, uh, this is right before we started that the, the broadcast. Right after COVID, you know. Um, right during COVID, around that time. And I said, uh, I said, uh, Nanny, I said, I'm, I'm struggling. I really am. Because it's been years. I can't remember a time that we lived on top. I mean, it's always been a struggle. And she, she said, Stephen, if you stick with me, we'll get through it. I said, okay. Then I'll take it day by day. Because I'm struggling. It's not easy. Because as I knew that my life was connected with the church, right? And I knew until the church got through it, I wasn't getting through it. If you have a business, it's the same way. If your business is struggling, you probably shouldn't be going on vacation, right? I mean, it's just, you just don't do that. You shouldn't. That's not, that's not good business. And I said, I said um, okay, I'll stick with you. And I remember when they told me, um, when I was building that studio, and I thought, something's different. And I, 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 I thought it was going to take years. You know how it sometimes feels like it may take years to get you to a different financial place? I says, man, with this projection. And I thought, I wonder if it's about to change now. And I remember when we went on TV, I noticed something shifted. And I said, okay, I can feel it. It's changing. It's changing. And we know now we're at a whole different place. And that was within a two or three year time gap. From all those years, for, for 17 years of struggle, within three years it was over. That's how fast it went. It didn't take another 17 years to do it. And actually it went by uh, maybe a tighter timeline than that. But what I'm saying is I had an option to lose vision and to give up. Some people did. They, they left. Things were tough. It wasn't easy. I remember that there's been times where my mom had to drive a minivan. Tony drove my mom, and they went from California, and they drove a minivan all through the Midwest preaching these things. And when you travel around in a minivan, it's not bad, but it doesn't hold a lot of vision with it. <laughs> it doesn't hold a lot of things. But... We knew that we were going somewhere. We were doing something. And so I, mom has stuck with it time and time again. And we've seen just in the last couple of years things break. I believe that there was a time where it was a proving ground for this church. That we were hidden away for this time now. To be able to do the things that we need to do. And so one thing about you guys that I want to talk with you this morning about is about your own vision for your life because there was a time when things didn't work and in this economy right now, don't let the vision of this economy get inside of you. You have to break it with the spirit. You have to break it like you would by faith as you would for healing for yourself. You have to declare who you are, command things to happen. It's not based on your income. Because it's easy to say, I, I, I think all of us, maybe some of you, if we missed a paycheck, we'd be in trouble. I mean, it, it's just that way now. They say if you don't make over $200,000 a year, you live from paycheck to paycheck now. I mean, that's just the way it is. So how do you live in a society 
that lives paycheck to paycheck. You have to do it by faith. You have to do it by faith. One thing about me is if somebody gave, if somebody gave me a nice car, like a Lamborghini, a Porsche, whatever, you know what I'm going to do with it? I'm going to sell it. I don't have any value for those types of things. Some people, they believe that to be prosperity. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. But for me, I don't want that thing. That thing's a problem waiting to happen. Both of, I took care of my dad's house. I mean, I did everything, landscaping, bush. I mean, I did everything. Manual labor at its finest. I still do manual labor. I like manual labor. I like to work. I do. I like to work. But my dad's house was a, I mean, it's a big house. Beautiful house. Beautiful house. Up the hill. I mean, but you talk about work. That thing was so much stinking work. By the time you, you, you started and got done, guess what you're doing? You start back again. There was no end to it. it. I mean, you can go an extra mile. It didn't matter. You was back doing it again. And if that wasn't going on, the gophers were giving you a hard time. Beautiful place. And I always, you know, we associate wealth with, uh, um, you know, maybe items or homes. After taking care of that place, I thought, I don't want a big house ever in my life. That thing was so much stinking work. Warm me down to the bone. I don't want anything to do with it. I think now I would be okay living in a double wide. A bunch of dirt around me that I could just catch on fire and just burn all the weeds off and be done with it. But I have to remember that what does God want me to have? What, what do I need to believe for? Now, right now, I have a beautiful home. It's not a big house, but it's a beautiful piece of property. And it's all developed. I mean, I'm working on that thing just as much as I was working on my dad's house. I mean, I'm working all the time on that landscape. It is always growing. It's a lot. If you've been to my house, you know I got a lot of trees and a lot of stuff. It's a beautiful piece. The, the house isn't very big, and it's not very great inside. It's nice. It's nice. The lady that had it before me, she, man, she painted everything. I mean, it was, I mean, she beat the cabinets up with chains and hammers. I mean, th this lady tried to full finish everything. She, I, I mean, she, ladies, ladies, don't watch that HGTV trash and get inspired. That's a 30-minute show. Do not do that and take it home and be like, how did we can do this in 30 minutes? No, just stop it. Stop it. You're going to ruin the value of your home. Don't mess with it. Leave it alone. This lady, I mean, she took a grinder with a wire wheel to the cabinets. I mean, she beat up everything. She beat up everything, boy. She just, I mean, painted the bathrooms dark purple. What are you doing? Back, back, back purple. When I went to the house, she had a cabinet full of what they call at the paint store whoops paint. This is paint that they messed up on that was selling for $2 a gallon. So she bought all this paint up. Boy, she's going to paint the house with this stuff. I couldn't believe it. This woman painted the curbs outside. She painted the, I mean, just painted everything. I thought her husband should have took her paintbrush away a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, if it was raw material, she painted. She painted everything. But luckily, I could see through it, you know. I'm just talking here. But, but when, when I bought that home, I realized it's a million-dollar home, you know. And I, I didn't have the money to buy it. I didn't have any money. I, have, I probably didn't have $20,000 in my account. But I realized God was doing something. And I realized where I need to be going, I need to go to a place I ain't never been before. And I need to go with, with nothing financially, naturally. I need to go by faith. What's it going to work? Might as well. So when we did that, we got it. The short of the story, it was hard keeping it. I got to the point, I said, you know what? It wouldn't hurt my feelings if someone come offer me some money. I'm just going to go live in a double. I'm tired of messing with this thing. This gets wear me out. I'm tired of messing with it, tired of paying for it. I don't want to mess with it. But that's my flesh. But I realize that's that poverty spirit trying to get on top of me. I don't want to mess with nothing. I'm just tired of it. So I realized I got to push that back because God's doing something. Look at what these houses are for now. I don't even know what my house is worth now. It's got to be worth a ton of money now. I don't know what the interest would be. I mean, probably the same as a house. I don't know. It's crazy. <clears throat> but I realized what God was doing. He's doing something in my life. 
And we got that house supernaturally. And what I want to tell you guys, in this economy, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You got to keep knocking on doors. Don't give up on what God's put in your heart. It doesn't matter. I mean, that stuff's crazy. It's crazy. But forget about that. God wants you to have enjoyment. Enjoyment. Enjoyment is, it is important for life. Because struggle gets annoying. And we need some enjoyment. We need a little bit of luxury. Women like some luxury. Women, you guys like some luxury? Uh, you guys are like, well, you know, you lie, you lie. You got to have them cups, the necklaces, all this stuff, all, the, all this stuff. I mean, both my cars are over 20 years old. I love them. Man, I love them old cars. I can work on them. Them new cars now are junk. How much is it like a new Suburban cost? Like $100,000. I mean, they're a lot of money. I'm not saying you can't have one. I'm just saying it can become frustrating seeing this stuff, and you can lose vision. Amen. So I want you guys to go to um, Hosanna 4.6. I know this is not one of my fun sermons or something, but I just felt like talking with you guys to tell you that I'm not perfect. You guys aren't perfect, but I'm telling you we're going somewhere. We're going to a new place. We're going to revive our vision. We're going to live in a place of enjoyment. One thing that Jesus, I was looking back at what Jesus did, and I said, was there any a time that Jesus struggled or didn't have enough or didn't give out enough? And we know that this time there was some tax collectors that came to Jesus and he, and he said this, you owe us money. And Jesus said, okay, fine. And he told his disciple, I want you to go down to the river and you're going to catch a fish. And you're going to have some money in his mouth. And it's not just going to be enough for me. Who's it going to be enough for? For you too. You see that? It's not just enough for him, but for both of you. And then we look back at the, uh, the, the feeding of the multitudes, and they, they brought to him, what, a couple fish and small loaves. We know the story. That, that young man, he left him with more than what he came with. Jesus always is into excess. He's always giving. He's always going to give us more if we'll believe it. People that say that we have to struggle, they don't know what they're talking about. Because struggle, boy, it, it kills vision. And I don't know how it got into church. And people don't like talking about money. You know, it's really a touchy situation. I, I, I noticed that it tried to get on me, too. I'd go to places, uh, and people had money, you know. And they're in the same line of work we're in. I mean, and they're doing pretty good. And I noticed that that offense tried to get on me. How come they have debt and I don't? You know, like it's hard to get in my spirit. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let that get on top of me. I have to always push that back. I'm not going to let that get on top of me. I refuse to be offended over finances about something. Because it's, I can't tell you how many people get offended over what other people have. But if you think about it, what are they offended about? Is it, if we have something nice, who should have something nice? Is it CEOs, Hunter Biden, you know? Who should have these nice things? The church people. The church people should have the nicest things. You know, if people get upset about airplanes and stuff, and I'm thinking, I think to myself, okay, I'm, I'm going to take your question and say, you don't think people in the church should have an airplane? It's fine. But Why? Why and who should? Because these products are out there. These products are out there. Who should have it? Uh, Chevron, you know, maybe, or oil companies. They're okay with that. But when a preacher gets one, they throw a fit. I always try to put myself, why are they thinking like this, you know? But here in, um, are you all there? 
The only reason I want you to go there is because I want you to highlight it, if, if you have one. If you have your Bible, put it there. But it says here, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The reason we don't have the things we have is because of a lack of knowledge. The reason you don't know how to rebuild your engine on your car is what? You lack the knowledge how to do it. So what do you have to do? You have to get knowledge to figure out how to do it. The reason healing isn't always received is because of lack of knowledge. They lack the knowledge. They don't understand what's going on. Anytime we don't know something, it's because of lack of knowledge. You know, so it's important that we have the knowledge about what we're doing. Amen. I'm talking about vision here. I'm talking about a lot of different stuff. Okay. Are y'all being helped? Let's go to uh, John 6, 9. I'm almost done. John 6, 9. And here it was talking about this, and I, I just want you guys to see it for yourself. And it says here in verse, uh, let's go down to, 11, and Jesus said, take the loaves, and when you had given thanks, he distributed them to the, to the disciples, and the disciples used these sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. I believe in not being, uh, throwing stuff out. I believe in using. Therefore, they gathered up all and filled uh, tw- 12 baskets full with the fragments and five barley loaves. Which is, so we can see here that this young man came with a certain amount and left with more. God always intended us to have more than what we actually need. And it's so important that we don't lose vision in times that are hard for us. Maybe we don't make enough. Maybe we don't think we're smart enough. Maybe we're not this. Maybe we're not that. It doesn't matter. Because you have to put yourself in vision. Okay? John 12.1. Go there. I'm almost done. Here we talk about, you, you know, there's a lot of talk about people helping uh, the church helping the poor. What do we consider the poor today? Is that the homeless people? You know, it's just kind of a question. I, I don't really know what they're re- referring to. You know, when people do good in ministry, they get upset about where that money should be allocated to. One thing, uh, you, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with a lot of homeless people around here. I'm not going to get too much into that stuff. But I know when the state of California has put, I forget the numbers, I could be wrong, it was like something like $17 billion into homelessness crisis in California, and it's not any better. So that tells me maybe money isn't the answer. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get involved in that. You do what you want. But I'm pretty sure it's not a money problem. There's something else going on here. So, because you can put money into something and it not go nowhere. I think it's important that churches put money into places that are changing people's lives. Amen. So here, let's go to uh, 12, verse 3. Then Mary took a pound of very, what? Costly oil, the spikenards, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. Women, that's how you should treat your husband. (laughs) And the house was filled with the fragrance of oil. And one of the disciples, Judas, Simon's brother, who would betray him, why was this fragment of oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? And Jesus said this, and and he said um, in verse 7, and Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, 
but you do not have me always. So what he's saying here, look, let her put excess into my life because she's sowing a seed into something because I won't be here. But he's also saying the the people, the poor, you're always going to have them with you. They're not going away. You can feed all these people, and guess what? They're going to be back wanting more here pretty quick. So it's not about a money deal, but it's about a vision problem. And he, the disciple took this vision and because he saw what it was worth and got offended. And when he got offended, that's when he made his mind up, I'm done with this man. I'm going to sell him off. And when, after this happened, he said, that's it for me. So it's very important to keep vision in front of you. Riches and, wi- and wisdom go together. They always go together. God's level of prosperity in your life is your level of knowledge of him. Amen. So we know when, when hard times come, and maybe they're here now, maybe you don't know what to do, but I'm telling you, there's something happening in this congregation that things are changing for this church and the church people. I've always had a heart that, that when things change for the church, the church people are changing as well. Because I never want to see people, the church doing good, but the people can consistently struggle. I don't believe in that. But you guys can't lose vision in times when it looks like it's rough. Maybe things look tight, etc. Amen. Are y'all being helped? I'm just about done. When you have money, it puts you in control. When you don't have money, you're at the mercy of money. And that's very true. You know, when you don't have enough, you start doing things to get more money. Maybe selling stuff, whatever. So I don't know if I've helped y'all. I've preached almost an hour. But I want y'all to be helped today. I want you to keep the vision of what God is doing. Don't compromise and get offended at the church. Don't compromise. It's very easy to get offended. Very easy to get offended. I remember we went to a certain meeting and they told us, you know, to come in the back. Um, I don't think, like, I never try to be something I'm not. I, I'm not like that. It, if you know me, I'm a very simple person. I, I'm not trying to look like a hit pastor. I'm not even a pastor. I'd probably break this church apart if y'all give it to me for a month. <laughs> but I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I don't have the latest tight jeans. I don't do all this. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about none of that. I really don't. I like my stuff, and that's the way I like it. You know, I'm very... I'm not trying to be something I'm not. And we went to this meeting, and they told us, come to the back, you know. We want your mom, you guys come. Okay, we'll go to the back. And we tried to go to the back, and they're like, uh-uh, you can't go back there. So, you're like, okay, you know. And I remember there was a, that, that same time, they told us to drive to the back. Okay, I drive to the back. They didn't let us back there either. They said, uh-uh, you got to go the general parking. Okay, no problem. I don't have a problem with that. No problem. But I noticed they tried to get on me. I deserve, that thought came, you deserve X, Y, and Z. And I thought, I ain't going to take this stop. I ain't going to mess with this job. I thought, I don't mind walking. I don't mind. I don't care. But I realized just that opportunity, they told me something, they didn't communicate to the other people, and it didn't happen. That's fine. I don't care about that. We got in the service. We have a seat for you. They have a seat. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to say and they said, all three of you can't sit together. So you need to go. I said, look, I, I, I'll go sit in the back. It's fine. And I noticed the thing tried to get on top of me. I said, look, I don't get involved in this stuff. I don't care about it. I don't care. And it's funny now that <laughs> there was a time when things weren't easy around here. But there's going to be people that come that never knew what we went through. And that's okay. That's okay. Natalie has gotten to fly in private jets that I've never been in because she came at a time that's very beneficial. But there's some of us that remember when we were building something, amen, that we were building something. I, I, 
I don't want all that hype. I don't care about none of that stuff. But what I'm saying is, I noticed that thing that isn't me trying to get on top of me. I thought, why, why do I care about this stuff? I don't care about that, but why is it trying to get on top of me? And you have to be careful not to let that on you. Keep your heart pure. Keep, keep faith and vision on your heart. Don't lose it. Whether it be your business, whatever it is, you have to keep the vision when things look like it's not going to be okay. Have I helped y'all today? Go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand and praise God. I know it's not one of my crazy sermons, but I I, I, I just wanted to talk with y'all today. If I could just name name the sermon, I just want to talk to y'all. Because I realize there's times where people don't show they're struggling or something, but they're struggling mentally. And every day is hard. But I'm telling you, if you stick with it, you get through it. You get through it. You have to claim finances like you do healing. I taught y'all, what's your middle name? Healed. We can say rich too. I'm Stephen Rich Dufresne. I don't lack for nothing. I have more than I, I, I need. I've got enough to be a blessing to sow into pe- people's lives. I don't have any motives to have a, a Lamborghini, a nice house, but I just want to be a blessing to people. And God, you can bless me however you need to. You, know, you got to say these things over yourself. If you don't, you lose the vision. You lose scope of what God told us. Whatever it is. But I believe that God's doing something And this morning, I really feel like, I want to say this again, where something's breaking again for the people of this church. First, it was the building, but I feel like this year, it's you guys. That things are going to break in your life. And I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not just saying this to be saying this because when I said this building's going to get paid off sooner than we think, it happened. I'm not prophesying, but I'm telling you by faith, it's going to be different. Things are breaking because I can feel it breaking because this year I started to, I started seeing other levels of vision I've never seen before. And I thought that's it. It's broken because before I didn't see that. Now I do. So I'm telling you today, it's this congregation. I declare that for clean vision, pure vision for this congregation, that finances come, that wealth is coming to you to be a blessing that you no longer have to struggle from paycheck to paycheck. And it doesn't matter what it looks like because we live by faith in Jesus' name. So don't give up on vision. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on it. I struggled for many years. I mean, I'd come up here and preach to y'all, but I'm struggling with some other things. I'm just human, man. I'm, I'm not, you know... I'm, I'm not perfect. I struggle with stuff too. It gets tiring dealing with the same stuff all the time. But we saw that Jesus took something that would have took a long time and he did it in a moment. And that's what you guys need to proclaim for yourself. Don't think you're not good enough to have stuff. We know when you listen to Brother Jesse, Brother Copeland, you guys know they tell you, don't tell God what you want. Tell, uh, I, I, don't tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. You guys know that. But make sure you don't lose vision. For the next stage of this church, for your own lives, everything. So tell God what you're doing. Regather the vision with your spouse. Say, this is what we're doing. This is what we're believing for. I got into a home with no money. And God did it for us. It wasn't easy, but we did it. And God's going to do the same stuff for you. He ain't going to do it for me just because just, just I'm a different. That ain't about that. I didn't get no help. Praise God. We put it on, 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 on God and just did it. So praise God. Any, anybody here that's watching today and you need healing in your body, I want to believe with you that healing is here. And in the name of Jesus, I say, whatever you need in your body, I call you healed in the name of Jesus from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. 
I command that harassing spirit to leave your body in the name of Jesus. Leave now in the name of Jesus. And whatever you're going through, we break it in Jesus' mighty name. And we declare you're healed. You claim you're healed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Have y'all been helped? I want you guys to know that I love you guys. Man, I think about y'all all the time. I love the staff on this, on, at this church, man. I tell you what, I, I just have such a heart for these people. I think about them all the time. I thought, Lord, bless them. I want you to just bless them. They have done so much for us. And uh, they're just such a blessing in my life. And I ask you to bless them more than they can ever, ever be. Just help them, Lord. Whatever I can do to help, just tell me. I just want to be a blessing. All the ministry of helps. I mean, you guys make this place go round. You guys just really do. It's just such a blessing. I, man, I, I, I just love everybody that helps. I mean, I go to churches, and uh, this place is different, man. I mean, you guys are just top-notch people. I got a couple minutes. I just want to brag on, on, on y'all for a minute. But you guys are some top-notch people, man. And I'm not kidding. I've been to a lot of churches, and you guys are something else. Security teams, people working with kids. I mean, my goodness. I mean, changing diapers, all this stuff, man. You guys are just amazing. I appreciate it. And we're changing people's lives. We're changing people's lives. One thing that we do at this church is uh, we're financially responsible. We don't have any waste. The only waste we have around here is toilet paper. (laughs) That's my dad joke for the day. Okay. But... we, we don't have waste, but it takes money to run a successful ministry. It takes money to do anything today. You can't walk out the door without needing money. But when people give the vision of this church, when mom travels, you say, well, what do you need an airplane for? I, I don't need an airplane. I, I don't need that. But mom does. And because that anointing has to be put into a container to be, you know, if you get eggs and throw them in a bag, they're going to be all broken up and beat up by the time you get there. You got to put them in, in, in a protective place. And that airplane is for mom. And that's been my vision. I told the staff, I said, that airplane, I'm not kidding. It's like before Brother Coleman said that, I told my wife, this thing's like right there. I don't know why I'm feeling that, but I just know we're right there. I mean, we're already doing stuff on our side to get ready for it. I mean, we're on top of this thing because we're going to a place. Do we have the money to have one? No, of course not. But the vision is we have one. Brother Copeland said it too. All these people, that's the vision. I love you guys. You guys are precious. Chelsea, am I missing anything? That's it. Thank you guys that have made food for my wife. She's getting, she's gonna have to go on a diet after this. Hey, woman, you're gonna have to go on a diet. Nah, I'm just playing. She, she, she's doing good. We got, what, buffalo meat. I mean, we got, I mean, just all kinds of stuff, man. We just, too much, too much. Overflow. I love you guys. You guys are dismissed. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.